Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include FICO and mortgages, my interview with Encino's Matt Hansen on innovation and product initiatives in the mortgage fintech space, and international bond prices. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer and mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Engagement delivers a mobile app to jumpstart the homeownership journey by engaging borrowers with tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging. To learn more about how to close more loans and increase real estate agent referrals with Nexus Engagement, visit simplenexus.com. Borrowers will bear the brunt of this, but rumors from several sources have Fair Isaac planning on giving most residential lenders an early Christmas present. Effective December 26th, of higher fees for mortgage work incorporated into a new tier system. Talk to your credit reporting agency or provider for details and tiering. I heard a dealer in a Reno casino say that no one gets ruined by losing. They get ruined by trying to win back the money they lost. How hard is it to get back a lost client? People ask me why I send the commentary out six days a week, and hey, if I can help one MLO not lose one borrower, it's worth it, right? For example, if an MLO is working with a borrower or their spouse who is Native American, they can access VA's Native American Direct Loan or NADL program to buy, build, or improve a home on federal trust land. The borrower may also be eligible for a loan to refinance an existing NADL to reduce their interest rate. There are jillions, and that's a secondary marketing term you can quote me on, of less well-known programs out there by which MLOs can add value to their clients. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome on to the show Chief Product Officer at Encino, Matt Hansen. Matt oversees the company's product development and engineering organization globally, and his deep expertise in SaaS development and mobile applications, along with his passion for building transformative technology, guides Encino's development of innovation, best-in-class cloud-based software across all lines of business. In 2011, he founded Simple Nexus, an Encino company, and served as its chief executive officer for more than 10 years. Under his leadership, He executed an ambitious, long-term vision of developing mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender, streamline the path to homeownership, and address key industry pain points while preserving lender flexibility and efficiency. So Matt, you founded Simple Nexus, grew it, and led its acquisition by Encino. Why do you think Encino is the best custodian of Simple Nexus technology? There were there were a few things. So when uh, when Pierre first called um, about buying Simple Nexus, we weren't we weren't going to market. We were very comfortable continuing on our path. But uh, Pierre with Encino called and he said, "Hey, so look, I I want to I want to buy Simple Nexus. I want to buy your company." We we weren't like I say we weren't for sale. So I had to think about um, that a lot. And there were a few things that really stood out to me. Um, Encino, the, culturally, they're very similar to Simple Nexus. They're bigger, but they're a growth company. They're still just very focused on growth. It wasn't like we were getting bought out by some behemoth organization that that um, we were just going to fold into and disappear. They're very focused and, and aggressive, and the people there have a propensity for action. And um, 
And so I liked that a lot. Um, and the cultural fit has been really strong. Um, another thing that really stood out to me was they have technology that would really benefit the mortgage industry. So for example, they've, they've already solved for auto spreading, um, and, and OCR and, um, you know, data extraction from tax documents and many other things for the commercial space. So as we look at that, we think, oh, wow, we, I mean, we need, we need all those things in the mortgage space. And, and it's kind of, most of those things are partially solved through disparate solutions, but we want to bring those more together for our customers. And so that was, that was really exciting. Um, another thing was their, um, their customers, their, their partners, their employees all love the company. And um, I think that's, it's just, it's something that when you add those things up, it, it you know, it makes a lot of sense. So it does make a lot of sense. So recently Encino appointed you as chief product officer, and I'd like to tell you congratulations since this is the first time we've spoke since that change was made. How will your experience as a mortgage tech disruptor influence Encino's innovation in the broader fintech space? Well, uh, first, thank you. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Some of the things that, that I think I can be really helpful with uh, for Encino is Encino has been looking for a chief product officer for some time. And uh, they had difficulty finding a candidate who had a background in, you know, banking slash uh, financial services technology, um, who also was, was uh, on, the, on the more bleeding edge of technology advances. Um, and, and those things are, it's just a hard combination to find uh, in general. And, um, and my experience in mortgage is um, not a perfect equivalent to everything that Encino does on the other side um, in terms of banking, but there's a lot of overlap. And so uh, with the background that I have in, in technology and I understand how to, to continuously del deliver software, at a more rapid pace than most software companies. And, you know, I, I believe that I have a, a tendency towards understanding what our customers need and caring a lot about that. So I agreed to, to fill the role and I, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's just, you know, the, the opportunity that we have here is, is one that I, I believe in. I can, I can wrap my arms around and, and look, the reason I'm here is because I want to be here. I want to grow. I'm not, I'm not on some kind of earnout or something like that. Like some people might think I'm here because I, I want to be here and I want to build and I want to create and I want to grow. And, and so that's, that's my focus. Let's talk about the role a little bit. What are your priorities as chief product officer and, and maybe tell us about some product initiatives you're excited to work on? Yeah. So we just touch again on the technologies that can benefit mortgage that Encino has already. Um, I'm excited to bring some of those things to market. I would like to see the, um, the data extraction that Encino has um, um, move over to um, benefit um, Simple Nexus customers in the mortgage space. I'd love to see the auto spreading technology that Encino has in the commercial space move over into mortgage and see us expand that and grow that within mortgage. So those are, you know, a couple of things that, that are really exciting to me. Simple Nexus has, has really historically 
had a really strong, they had strong expertise in delivering consumer grade software. Um, I would like to see Simple Nexus help Encino bring that for more financial institutions. And again, you know, in terms of my background, my background is is heavy on the technology side. And so I get really excited about seeing that come to fruition through some of Encino's other products. And, you know, another thing that I'm I'm really excited about is is increasing the speed at which we deliver and which we innovate, Um, not just with Simple Nexus, but with Encino in general. Um, and looking for where do we eliminate more bottlenecks in that process. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm really excited, really passionate about. And in, in doing that, it allows us to, if we listen to our customers, continue to deliver more rapidly. And I, I, I can help with that um, on the Simple Nexus side and on the Encino side. And I expect that to continue. You mentioned Simple Nexus helping Encino, but let's flip that around for a second. And I want to ask you, how do you see Simple Nexus benefiting from Encino's resources? Look, it, Encino, I mean, it's pretty hard to argue that, you know, that they haven't been on a rocket ship. I mean, they've, you know, they're they're a public company now. Their financials are incredible. And so Encino, if I think, just think how many, how many tech companies in mortgage today have a really strong financial position? I mean, it's kind of a rough time for that, but Encino has really, really strong financials and they're 100% committed to um, Simple Nexus maintaining its innovation. And so we have not, we're not just backfilling people, we're actively hiring at Simple Nexus. So um, for, for new roles, um, our intent to continue innovating and growing is, is strong and Encino's 100% behind that. Um, and then if we, we we think on Encino's technology again, if we think about what they've got in OCR and auto spreading and DAO um, or deposit account opening. And I mean, Encino just has, they have technology that will help Simple Nexus and Simple Nexus customers. It's it's a big deal to, for me to work with a company like Encino. I, you asked a minute ago, why Encino? Why work with Encino? I mean, they're they're just, they're so committed to customers and it's a big deal for me just to have a continuing commitment to customers, which which they have without question. And so, how do we benefit from that? I, I mean, I think there there are a few ways that we're able to benefit, but the financial and their technology are, of course, uh, big items. And finally, what do you see as the biggest opportunities in the banking and mortgage technology landscape as we move forward? Yeah, well. Uh, We've moved into a purchase market, which means uh, you have to go out and hunt a bit more than you used to if you're a loan officer, um, particularly in the mortgage space. And Simple Nexus has a long history of of lead generation by connecting real estate agents with loan officers, like through a warm intro. Um, and that's something that we're continuing to build and enhance on even further, um, giving real estate agents the ability to do things that they need to for the consumer a little bit more rapidly and that that helps that helps drive more business um you know i mean simple nexus has done millions of of connections between real estate agents and loan officers over the years and um we've gotten quite quite good at that and so that being a focus where you're out hunting that's 
that's uh, that's an important key component for your technology. The the underwriting automation, of course, is a big topic um, through through many channels in the mortgage space. That's something where, again, if we look at how Encino can help Simple Nexus, um, that's an area that they have become quite good at um, in the commercial space. And for anybody who's not familiar with the commercial space, it's also very complex. Um, we know mortgage is very complex, um, especially through through this audience. But uh, the the commercial space also has a long life cycle, and there's a lot of there's a lot of underwriting that goes into that, and it's very complicated. So leveraging their expertise and looking at that in the mortgage space um, is is very exciting for me. Um, and I think I think those are huge opportunities. You know, and, and of course, from a cost perspective, that's a big factor today as we see what we see in the markets. I do actually have one bonus question for you. There are a ton of synergies between Encino and Simple Nexus that made the acquisition prime to be successful. Mm-hmm. But, and, and we're going to see increased M&A activity in the mortgage sector as, as we go through this down market cycle. When it comes to two companies trying to align what are some tips you have or, or things you think really lead to a successful partnership? Yeah. I mean, look, look, I, when I think about it, I think it's, it's, it's stuff that you can, like you can read in a book and you can try and understand from people and you and and it, there are things that it feels like everybody, you kind of, it seems like a no brainer, like you already know, but I'll say it anyway. Um, culture, if the culture isn't there, it's you, you will lose the people. And if you lose the people, then you, you kind of lose everything else. Even if the tech is great and all of that, I would say also there you've got different categories of acquisitions, right? So you've got, um, you've got an acquisition like this where Encino's buying simple nexus, which is a, a relatively well-established company. You know, we were 365 employees or so at time of acquisition and Encino needed Simple Nexus to continue functioning very well, right? And so that's where I, I would say the culture, my culture comment is such a big deal. And and then how do you foster that, right? So there are different ways you can do it. You can just go to your leadership. If you're the company that's doing the acquiring, you can go to your leadership and you can say, okay, now fold in their departments into your departments, right? But if if you do that without communication on both sides of the aisle and helping 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 teams understand the why and the benefit that you get from this and how, how it will help people personally, you're going to lose people. And that's something I would say, you know, Pierre leading Encino has done a really great job with and, and, and in their culture. And you also need whoever is being bought, the leaders of that company to be very committed to seeing the success of, of the people they work with and their teammates and their company because if you lose the leadership, then you lose the people. Um, despite even that, you could say, "Oh yeah, we own we own the company, we own the financials, we own the paychecks." Yeah, that that's true, and it, that may vary a little bit based on the markets and the time of year, and or or just the market cycle. Um, so the, there are a lot of factors, of course, um, but in order to make it successful, I think those are big ones. Then there's all the other just basic economic stuff that you spreadsheets for, but. Spreadsheets spreadsheets are easy, assuming that you have the numbers right and the evaluations correct, right? It's the pe- people is where it gets more difficult. So if you can't nail the people side of an acquisition, you're going to be um, 
um, in a lot more uh, higher risk. Matt, thank you for making the time today. I enjoyed this and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yes, sometimes our stock and bond markets are moved by markets overseas. Yesterday, for example, we saw more selling in bond markets as the Bank of England expanded its emergency guilt buying program to include inflation-linked debt, though reiterated that the plan is still on track to end on Friday. Domestically, the largest players in the U.S. Treasury's market, you know, Japanese pensions and life insurers, foreign governments, and U.S. commercial banks, have backed off and are in retreat. There's also the Federal Reserve, which has accelerated the pace of offloading treasuries from its balance sheet to $60 billion a month. There were a couple of forecasts and surveys of note yesterday. The New York Fed released its latest survey of consumer expectations, showing that one-year inflation expectations decelerated to 5.4% from 5.7% to reach the lowest level since September 2021. The IMF released its updated forecasts, reducing its outlook for global growth in 2023 to 2.7% from 2.9%, with the U.S. economy expected to grow just 1%. The IMF called on central banks to continue tightening policy and projected that inflation will decelerate to 6.5% in 2023 from 8.8% in 2022. With the 30-year conforming rate reaching the highest level since 2006, anywhere from 6.8% to 7.1%, depending on who you ask, Mortgage applications decreased 2% from one week earlier, according to data from the MBA. We've also received the week's first inflation report with September producer prices, and those came in up 0.4% month over month and plus 8.5% for the year, while expectations were for the headline to fall to 8.1% year over year. That's not good news for inflation. Later today brings a treasury auction of $32 billion of reopened 10-year notes, And after Cleveland Fed President Mester said yesterday that the fundamental state of the economy is still good, though she's troubled by the breadth of inflation, three Fed speakers are currently scheduled today. Minneapolis's Kashkari, Fed Chair for Supervision Barr, and Fed Governor Bowman. And the minutes from the September 13th, 14th FOMC meeting will be released in the afternoon. We begin Wednesday with agency MBS prices worse than 8th and the 10-year yielding 3.96 after closing yesterday at 3.94%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. How about some more definitions? A programmer is someone who fixes a problem you didn't know you had in a way you don't understand. A software upgrade is the art of putting new bugs into a program while fixing old bugs. A psychologist is someone who looks at everyone else when an attractive woman enters the room. (laughs) A statistician is someone who is good with numbers but lacks the personality to be an engineer. Well, love is a four-letter word. Two vowels, two consonants, and two idiots. (laughs) What if I'm in love? Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, 
Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.